Hey friends, welcome to episode two of Carlos Rios is All Ears. Today you're going to be listening to a conversation between my brother, Jesus Mendoza, and I. My brother, Jesus, he's a trumpet player. He's going to grad school right now and getting his degree in uh, music performance as a trumpet player. Uh, he plays a, a wide range of musical styles, anything from jazz and classical orchestral music to uh, mariachi music and everything in between. He is a very uh, amazing player. I really admire him. He's grown so much. I, I've gotten to see him grow and develop as a musician over the years, and it's been a really cool experience. So yeah, we get to talk about a lot of things, uh, most of it music-related. Uh, he talks about you know, the difference between an undergrad student versus a grad student. He talks about hopes and dreams with regards to having a music career. Uh, talks about tips about being a healthy musician. It's a really cool section. And a lot more. Um, we talk a little bit about our, our background, you know, having grown up in the same house. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation and that you get a lot from it. There you go. Recording in progress. Okay, let's see. It says <laughs> Love leave that meeting or got it. And I think I should select leave me. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, except that is the point of it. <laughs> this, is the whole, this is the whole point of it, right? Yeah. All righty. Right. How are you, Carlos? I am doing peachy. You're doing peachy. <laughs> okay, that better be a good peachy, not a eh. It's whatever. I've gotten enough of that this week. A lot of it. Eh, it was okay. Okay, so yeah. I guess we're going to start this off. So, sure. oh man, I feel like sometimes I stick out a little bit just because of a bit of my personality. I'm always a very positive person. You think? Uh, yeah, no, I still, you know, <laughs> my, my, my voice just cuts through. So yeah. for those listening, yeah, I, I have a very distinct cutting voice. It's not like loud or boomy. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just that that range that is like a, the frequency that just pierces through, just through, cuts uh, through which is appropriate because I'm a trumpet Groups of people right? talking. Um, yeah. who knew I picked up, I picked the one instrument, but that's, that was its main purpose for the longest time. So, yeah. Life yeah that's true but, yeah i guess I, I if you think about it that way your your instrument kind of matches the way that you communicate and your voice frequency and all that it's funny and, I, and i'll get to the origin story of that now, you might know it but maybe not so but on how cool you picked your say. instrument you mean yeah okay do you, do you know that story uh, i'll tell you that one in a bit maybe but what was i gonna say um yeah i just i just have that personality and sometimes i feel like <laughs> And I'm not saying people are like Debbie Downers, but every now and then, like maybe people didn't have a, uh, like, oh, maybe they didn't get as much sleep or something. And I just kind of show, regardless of how much sleep I get, like, unless I got like three hours of sleep the night before, for the most part, even if I'm kind of going low a little bit of sleep, I'll still have that pep in my step. I'm like, hello, kind of everybody. Full of energy. And <laughs> and, yeah. Um, I I think back in undergrad. A little, a few people kind of like looked at me funny, and then they just kind of got used to it. Like, eh, well, I'm not gonna tell them anything. And yeah, I think they yeah. realized, hey, he's a good, enough, he's a decent enough trumpet player. So, what are we gonna tell him anything for? Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, so the origin story. Uh, so do you remember the? I'm not sure if you ever watched this movie, but the Princess and the Frog. You remember that movie? Yes, I've seen it like one time. I don't remember okay. anything about it. Uh, was it? 
the animal, the alligator or the croc. I always forget alligator or crocodile, but I'll say alligator because you know what? I'm in Louisiana now, and for the most part, it's gators. So right. <laughs> the alligator, yeah. I forgot his name, but he plays he plays trumpet. Ah. Uh, and if I remember correctly, I think his name is Louis. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, someone mm. can go back check me on my Disney movies later. So I've also haven't seen that movie in years. But or when I saw that movie came out, like back when I was in fifth grade, you were mm-hmm. I think maybe in your second year or first year of your under of undergrad of of uh, UT. A UT, yeah, yeah. And um, I remember seeing that movie. And like the movie, the the all the stuff was cool. The animation was cool. All the music was cool. But the main thing I I always kind of noticed that really stuck to my mind is just like the alligator playing trumpet. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Um. And then sometime in fifth grade, someone comes up to me. It's like, hey, who wants to do band? Signed up. What instrument looks cool? And, and I, I remember seeing the trumpet. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. Once I signed that one up as like my first choice. Yeah. My, I still remember this. My second choice, if I remember, it was either, well, clarinet and saxophone were my other two choices. I can't remember mm. who came first. But clarinet and saxophone. But the only brass instrument yeah. was trumpet. And that was my first choice. I go to like the what's called the trial yeah so like they call them instrument petting zoos they uh, there might be other names for it but gotcha. i remember it being yeah. called the instrument petting zoo so i go up there i mr i never forget it mr miranda my 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 middle school band director yeah he was i remember that him. came up to me it was just like all right we'll try this out and try to see if you can make a sound on it that was all he did he just gave me this like little tiny mouthpiece yeah and he like gives it to me and like he he, he kind of taught me how to do it like oh make just pretend like you're blowing a raspberry yeah. and i did it i got a sound out of the mouthpiece and yeah. he's like wow that sounds really good you, yeah you sure i was like why don't we go ahead and put you on trumpet do you sure you want to try the other ones and i was like nah this is and good enough yeah we're done this is good enough and so that's my origin story y'all i didn't pick trumpet because we have some oh our grandfather played the yeah. trumpet and his father played the trumpet before. yeah, like, yeah. I, my origin story is very much uh Disney movie, <laughs> really. You got inspired by a Disney movie. I, think I got inspired. Kitty has a similar story uh, with French horn. She saw some, she heard it like in a movie. And she was like, that sounds amazing. I want to play that. Because, <laughs> you know, when oftentimes, unfortunately, French horns get like the boring parts, right? They're just like, Especially in oh, Susan Marches. Oh, oh, yeah, Susan hates French horns. Um, and but when they get a good part, I mean, they sound amazing. I mean, uh, I mean, they... I, I like to think it was it was probably a John Williams thing uh-huh. that she heard. Because Maybe, John... yeah, that sounds likely if it's a movie. Williams uh, <laughs> always right. They're, it's not like John super Williams. technical, but they always sound. Uh, John Williams writes awesome brass stuff. Yeah. yeah, like it sounds powerful. It sounds like heroic. It sounds like it's just... it's a very uh, telling of his scores. It's like. You know, you hear a movie scores and then you hear like scores with like cool brass sections, you know, like, yep, that's John Williams. That's yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And it's uh, it's good. So that's probably what you're and I don't know. You know what? That'll be something that I'll I'll, I'll have to call her one of these days and just be like, hey, so what movie was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, <have to. laughs> I don't remember the story exactly, but she she's told me that she's like, man, I want to play that instrument. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my there. story with guitar yeah what's it's your weird answer? i think i vaguely remember it i, I, well, I only know that uh-huh. abuelito toño was kind of the one that uh, well started, i but i don't know the story, story so 
back in Mexico, I did middle school there, right? And that's when I was first introduced to music and and being a musician. And I never really thought about it, honestly. Like growing up, I never thought about being a musician until I was 12 or 13 when I was in middle school. And we had a class and we, we you know, you do this in elementary school in the U.S., but in, over there it's not till middle school where you get the recorder and you have the little method book. Yeah. And so and I had even that. Then, a lot of places here, it's a hit or miss whether some are some, some, yeah. some, or some dumb. And so I had that method book and I like devoured that book like in a month because <laughs> I really liked it. And so I played, I, and now, so I'm going to class and they're like in the third page and I can already play the whole book. Cause I'm like, this is so cool. I really enjoy it. <laughs> and so uh, she'll have, she had me played in front of the class a couple of times. So that's how I got started in music. And I was like, and I was, I was writing down like, like theory, not theory books, but like all this stuff. <laughs> like I was writing down like, Oh, these are the node values. And I would do the little pyramid and stuff. Oh my and gosh. like, I had, I have a little book I wrote and like, it's like, you know, I stapled it when I was like 14, 15 years old because I, I just loved it. And so, um, which now I'm doing that, uh, more, um, I guess regularly I'm, I'm, I'm taking a new approach to YouTube and I'm, I'm doing an educational and geared towards video game, but specifically composition and creative stuff, uh, music theory, uh, music production, electronics, mixing. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I talk I about gear, out. do some tutorials. And then I, thought, I saw one of your most recent videos on that. I, yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, I'll check this out. So oh, yeah. For, for all those listening, go check out my brother's YouTube. Yeah, channel. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited uh, about that uh, thing because it really resonates with how I started and what got me into music to, to begin with. Like, I've just always interested in on the process of making it. Um, so uh, I guess that's really the most important thing because I'm I think I'm a composer first and then a guitar player second. <laughs> but but as a as a guitar player, I it was still in middle school. We have this thing called a rondalla in in oh. Mexico. What a rondalla is is it's a is a band basically, and it's all guys. Okay. Yeah, it's very sexist that way. It's only men. And <laughs> oh my gosh, stop! <laughs> and we all have a guitar, and a, it's a classical guitar with nylon strings. But you have this little thing. It's like this weird little hand that you wrap to to use it to to hold it up, like a what do you call it, a guitar strap kind of thing. But it's like this weird little hand that comes in there and grabs it from the sound hole. It's oh, weird, I've seen man. That. I've seen. And that. we just all stand and do like a U uh, shape, and we play our little chord progressions uh, and sing old Mexican songs. And that's oh, how I started. So it's it's similar to, I mean, one of our who which one of our uncles did that? Well, know. all of our uncles from yeah, mom's side Didn't they love music, um, yeah. and none of them ever really got to pursue music as a career or anything beyond it being a hobby. Mm -hmm. So you know, I think in a lot of ways, like you and I got that bug, and because we we're so fortunate to be. And in a country where we're able to pursue that and, you know, try it out. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, no, yeah. I, have a choice. I mean, to... 
Uh, and we'll get to that in a second. Do they're they're trying to convince the... mom and dad to do music on on my end and your end, I guess. Supposed right? To, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how I started guitar, and I and I re- and what's funny is that I was still in love with playing recorder. So I was like, well, I'm a flautist. I don't. I'm not a guitar player. When I was in middle school, I remember telling <laughs> that to my teacher, and she just laughed because I probably sounded like an idiot saying that. She's like, that's not a flute. That's how recorder do it. But it's, and I really yeah, wanted to play when when the, we the well the funny part is is because uh, what is it called in Spanish? You call a flauta. You call a flauta, call flauta dulce, like a sweet flute. That's uh... <laughs> and unfortunately, it's not sweet if you just no. if it's like a cheap plastic. No, it sounded thing. terrible. Um, <laughs> so, um, anyway, that's that's kind of my origin story with music. And I just, you know, fell in love with it really early on. And I was like, just the idea of how it's made. Like, I never thought about it. You just hear it and you just take it for granted. But there's, you know, like there was, it was magic. And it was like taking apart the magic. Like it felt very much like, you know, like when you see characters in TV learning alchemy or something weird like that, right? Like magic. Like wizards learning books about, you know, how to cast spells. That's how it felt from learning music. If if you've ever seen Full Metal Alchemist. um, Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, oh, it's one of the best animes. We could could definitely get into a conversation, a whole conversation. I used to think, I used to think Full Metal Alchemist was Brotherhood, was the, the best. And I think for a while, for me, it was. And there's just so many good ones now. It's so hard to choose. No, it's... Well, they're all good, but I still like Full Metal, Brother, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, specifically Brotherhood, because there, there was, like, another one, but that one kind of straight off the manga. Anyway, for all you weebs out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, for but Brotherhood was... It was just such a good start from enter. But anyway, we we, can, we we won't get distracted with that too much yet. <laughs> uh, the yeah, we can go wherever that. you want, man. Yeah, we're it's just, all good. We're it's just all good. Uh, well, yeah, but then... We'll just do what far. you usually do. <laughs> no. <laughs> You'll be okay. So I'm, I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to... I'm trying to be a little bit more refined now. I'm in my grad school. Study. That's oh, yeah. right. You're, you're, gra- you're a grad student now. You need to act a little bit more uh, focused. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, it is a little bit more focused, but I mean, we could get to that a little bit. But um, I guess the thing I want to kind of talk about, I don't think I ever talked to you about kind of convincing mom and dad that I was going to do music like yeah. right from the get-go. So I, I could be wrong, but I think uh, we, we I mean, we lived in a board town, you know, primarily like I think some like the numbers like one, no, probably 95% Hispanic, probably more than that. Somewhere along probably, the yeah, it's, not I mean, somewhere be the, the everywhere you look, you see Hispanic people, and, yeah. So just like and right ballpark, in Laredo, yeah, yeah, ballpark of 90 to 97%, somewhere else, somewhere probably. I've, that, I've but, never looked at the actual numbers, but if I had to guess, I would say at least 90%. Just because yeah, everybody is Hispanic there doesn't make yeah. sense because we're right next to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, and well, in any case, you know, and I think a lot of the, and not that mom and dad were like this, but I think a lot, a lot of the um, kind of the unspoken uh, rule or I guess guidelines of what we were going to do with our lives was going to be something very traditional, academic, and this it's like 
I guess like movie academic in the sense of like, oh, you're gonna go on to be a doctor or engineer. It's, yeah. it's always do- it's always like nurse, doctor, yeah, or like ingeniero, uh, yeah. engineer. But when but, you were like, little, you wanted to be a scientist. You kept it's always fun- talk- and I was so you kept talking about it about that all the time. Like I'm gonna so, be a scientist. Real quick tangent, but go along uh-huh. with this. Sure. So for everybody. I and I think you knew about this. I wanted to be an astrophysicist. I for the longest time I had this huge and I actually still do. I have I had this fascination with the stars. Well, I like I remember going yeah. into a YouTube hole once we started getting a better internet into the house. <laughs> By yeah. the way, y'all, yeah, we did not have Wi Fi for the longest time. We had a internet cable with one computer and that was it. That was the only internet. Yeah. But one day I started falling more into YouTube holes and I was like, oh hey. And luckily, they were academic ones. Um, they were what? I'm sorry, kidding. They were academic that. ones. So, oh, so like yeah. stuff about. Well, science. back then, like, YouTube YouTube wasn't the crap hole that it is now. <laughs> it's fine. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff still there for there's sure. A, there's a lot of good stuff, but yeah. in any case, especially but, this new video game music channel that's coming up. I'm yeah, kidding. man. Who, who sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you but, got into uh, a youtube hole yeah that and, YouTube hole learning and about, you like, really yes. love stars and all of that so what then yeah so it, that's what i started doing and then the more I started finding out about this granted the math was still very much beyond me because uh, sure. i was never the greatest at math but yeah it, it still resonated a lot with me like oh i would love to do something with this um and I think it, and it started as early as like sometime in third or fourth grade when I started yeah. like really liking a lot of this stuff. Um, and I was going to do that for the, for the longest time, pretty much good, good, chunky, yeah. even, even after I joined band in sixth grade, like middle school beginning band, even after yeah. that, I was still kind of adamant about wanting to do astrophysics for the longest yeah. time. And I think my turning point kind of happened. Did you ever take any classes in college about um, astronomy or anything like that i did and it was a very okay. easy class and i'll get to that in a second okay <laughs> um but basically where i kind of like the turning point for me was i want to say sometime maybe around freshman and sophomore year oh i remember now so my turning point where i said i kind of want to do this for the rest of my life or i, I kind of want to do make a career you want to do like music this, trumpet yeah mm-hmm. was after my freshman year going into my sophomore year a buddy of mine, Noel, if you listen to this, thank you, Noel. Uh, you actually, he doesn't know this. Listen, uh, if anybody listens to this episode, this is a brand new podcast. I don't have an audience. So if anybody <laughs> listens to this, it's going to be people you tell to listen to it. So it, it, It's retroactively. <laughs> you know, you're going to have 50,000 followers yeah. and you'll be like, oh, let's check out. The oh, you mean in the future, they'll go back. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not here know. right now. It's... <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but, uh, but my buddy, Noel he yeah he had been doing mariachi gigs for a while now he had just i was a freshman he was a senior we met at like region like so region band all like region band auditions or district band auditions so we were all well a bunch of trumpet players in one room and from all competing all from high school was he from the same high school he was he was from nixon high school so he was okay okay but he was cool we chatted a little bit I got I I had him on Facebook, had him back, and we would we would just chat uh, some stuff every now and then. And he he had a car by that because he was already gonna he was already on his way out. He was on his last year, and then he okay. one time in the summer he messages me. He's like, "Hey man, you want to go Talon?" And which Talon? I mean, you know, but for anyone listening to it, Talon is basically like 
uh, I'm sure there's a more proper definition, but you basically get a ragtag team of uh, mariachi, traditional mariachi instruments. Uh, I actually don't know this. Oh, you don't know this? No. Yeah, so basically, you get it. So what is the word? So talon. So like talon. Canon. Is yeah, this a, so? Is a type of musical group? So I, I want to say it's a type of musical group or a type of just kind of yeah sure let's go with that for now because I'm sure he can educate me on this later. Okay. Um, but talon, so you want to get, get together a, a talon? Yeah. So you want to? He said you want to go talon. So you basically, go talon. that means okay. get a group of. I guess I'm sure it's like a verb slash noun kind of word. It's weird. Okay, Spanish that's fine. Weird sometimes, uh, but basically, uh, it was a guitarón. I want to say one or two yes. guitars. Me, him. I can't remember if one of the. Which the guitarón is the bass one, right? Yeah, the bass guitar of the mariachi world, and it looks, and yes, the the big the one that looks like just like a turtle shell. <laughs> yes, yes. And like yes. a hollowed out big turtle yeah. shell. Yeah, no, it's great. Um. So yeah. there's a guitaron, there's guitar, and then you were gonna do trumpet. Yeah, and he he's because he's also a trumpet player, and I think mm-hmm. one or two violinists joined us. It's it's an improv, basically it's more of an improv mariachi uh, group that kind of just happens. Okay, it's not necessarily like oh we're the interesting. I yeah, I'm Some definitely not familiar levels. with this. No, yeah, it, it, it happens. I don't know how too often it happens, but it happens often enough that I mean, he would do this every now and then. He invited me. He's like, hey. You now, is this something you do to perform or is this just like you want to go jam? Is that what it is? It's like, well, no, that's more of a jam. That would be just a jam session. This was, we okay. actually went to, <laughs> this is the funny part. Okay. We, he's like, oh, yeah, do you want to go to the line? And I was like, you know what? Sure. And he's like, uh, what's it? I was just like, I just need a ride because I don't have a car. And sure he told me oh and he's like okay and it's gonna be at uh, two in the morning that's when we're gonna start i'm like what uh and i was just like let me just let me just ask my mom about this because it's like yeah. 2 a.m now i'm starting to remember this story a little bit yeah and, and this was over the summer so it's not like i had school the next day right yeah how old were you i was how old was i uh, i must have been like 15. what grade were you in yeah i was freshman so okay, I, I so 14, had, 15, gotcha. I was like 14. I was, I so yeah, was, being out at 2 in the morning was like, right, I don't know, but let me talk uh, to yeah, mom. Like, hey, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and, my, and I asked mom, and I, but I told her everything, like, oh, hey, he's giving me a ride. You know, he's going to pick me up. He's going to drop me off. We're going to go do, and we're going to go do this. And I told her what we were going to go do, and she was like, I know. Yeah, she's like, you have the keys? Yeah, okay. Be careful. Um, I'm like, yeah. okay. So he picked me, I mean, mom, he picked me up. Mom's earlier. pretty hands off, isn't she? It, she was honestly yeah. like she was just. She I was like she that. Was would, like she was so funny. She was like that with me too. But then she she would be stressing out. <laughs> <laughs> she I think she was okay because she knew that he was a trumpet player. And I mean, we were just gonna go. Yeah. And she's actually, usually a lot more comfortable if she knows. You're with and what you're doing, and all yeah, and which makes sense it. as a parent, right? You want to let yeah. your kid go out and like you want to know who they're with and and uh, where they are. And if you yeah, know that she, much, at least it's it's fine. She had met him, yeah, she had met him, so she or she had like gotcha, like she had like this. And I, I mean, I, by then I did have a cell phone, so whatever she knows, like, you're not hanging out with a hoodlum, it's neck tattoo, <laughs> doing heroin. No, 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 no. Trust me, I, I was a nerd my whole life. <laughs> I stayed away from yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we went to go. And he taught me a few songs. Like First, I think he picked me up like later in the evening. I, I had been hanging out with him 
basically earlier in the evening like i was gonna be out since like 7 p.m basically and i wouldn't get back until like four in the morning yeah. because he was teaching me some of the songs so he's teaching me no and no shit music too so it was one of my first introductions to just being thrown right in of like you gotta learn so you're gonna go right perform here's the sheet music you no gotta play music, it in front no of people music. oh there's no sheet music there okay. was no sheet no because mariachi music is you know it's, you you go in there all memorized yeah you gotta lemon yeah otherwise it's a little weird yeah if, if you do sheet music if it's like a middle school or high school and you know it's more of a beginner group you're trying to get them started but traditionally you go in there yeah if you're out there actually gigging you, you don't yeah. go in there with sheet music. it's gonna be weird in the future <laughs> when we have like augmented reality lenses that, that, that do um that do um what do you call it uh uh holograms so you can have your little glasses and then you have your instrument and you're seeing a hologram of the sheet music <laughs> like that'll be cool It'd i keep thinking cool. about i keep thinking about that because i listened to a podcast recently with um freaking facebook dude meta what's his name zuckerberg uh mm. he was on joe rogan's podcast and mm he was talking about augmented reality and that's always something that's interesting to me but yeah like the idea of being able to do holograms and stuff like that i'm like start thinking of all the applications and all the uses and i was like yeah sheet music put your glasses and you're oh, yeah. playing you know without sheet music but you have it right in front of you people just can't see it the only thing i would have against that mm -hmm. if you need it in a pinch do it for sure like oh yeah if you're like sure oh, shoot, i forgot this but the reason i'm almost i would only be a little bit against that is because mm -hmm. It's such an improvisatory thing that happens in terms of like. Yeah. No, it does take away some. You're from moving. It sure. Sometimes you're moving too. It's not like you get set up all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're walking into the house playing Las Mañanitas. Or yeah. When that's like, what you know, mariachi music Mexican. does. Yeah. 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 You can't, and you can't be, because you're still having to look at the music. If mm -hmm. even if it's all went, you're having to look at it. So, yeah. you know, if your guitarronist or someone else, they triple, you know, it's all these. Stuff. So that's why I'm so like, memorize the music it's not like oh it's because now nah, it's like now nah, it's like i so, see more the practical so this experience of having those oh, yeah. that talon yeah, uh talon. and having that gone to first... this performance like what what did it mean for you well oh well to finish the story we basically went there and the reason we went at 2 a.m he kind of explained this later we went to go eat a little bit right before because it was already mm -hmm. kind of late and we were getting hungry um he was like oh yeah the reason we go at this time is because all the drunk people get out of the bars at 2 a.m. Because a lot of places, a lot of the bars close at 2 a.m. You know what drunk Especially people means? Yeah, food. They go and get food. at well, <laughs> so, Food and money, right? Food and money, yeah. So they come in. <laughs> uh, they did. And they kind of, we were there set up at like 1.30. We played a few songs to just kind of warm up. Yeah. Uh, like one or two. Yeah. And then they started coming in and like, oh, we want. Uh, and it's like, oh, well. And then that's when we're like, well, if you want something, you know pay us a little bit and we weren't like oh we're gonna charge all this money but sure. give us like 20 bucks something like that just to buy you sure. this wasn't to make a lot of money this is this is just to make a little bit of side cash get that experience in there um sure and, and do that whole thing so that's why usually the groups are small yeah because now where was need... it that you played at taco palenque so you want a taco palenque which is uh like is it? Mexican it's not technically. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Is it fast food? It's not so really it fast is, food, right? All right. So, for, <laughs> do you haven't been to? Taco it's Palenque? delicious. It's I. Yeah. It's great. So it's basically. The, I've told people. I've told people here in Louisiana, yeah. uh, and some 
in Kingsville that had never gone to one because yeah. they either don't live close enough to one of these border towns or one of yes. the places that have one. I tell them it's basically I think Taco Palenques go as far as New Braunfels, which is an hour south of Austin, Texas. That's the furthest that it is. That I've seen on Taco Palenque. Oh, now, this my... was a couple of years ago, so they might have gone a little bit farther from that now. Maybe, but basically, yeah, it's it's a Mexican McDonald's. I always tell people this because you go in. It, the colors I feel are like that undersells it, though. It's way better than McDonald's. Oh, no, no. It is it's it is definitely better. <laughs> but the best thing that I compare it to is just like a fast food Mexican, Mexican chain restaurant. Because it's street of, food. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's... Fast street food, quote unquote, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. But yeah, basically, yes. you go in there, you order your tacos, and a bunch of homeboys, homegirls are back there in the kitchen making. <laughs> they're blasting mariachi their music street the tacos. entire time. Yeah, just making or banda music. They're just like amazing, and yeah, it's fast, and I'm sure that it's not the. I, I will be honest. Yeah, if you want to get more quality Mexican food, go to a, like a taco truck or something. But all things considering, for the price. And if you're really looking for a quick fix, you're going to yeah. get it there. Yeah, I love Taco Palenque. It's pretty great. When people come in drunk, they just think Taco Palenque. So they go. And then, so yeah. they, because they had done this a few times. I was the newbie of the group of this right type. Sure, group. sure. Uh, so I just see a bunch of drunk people coming in. And um, it's not that I'm not strange to seeing drunk people like, you know, sometimes our uncles and tias just get, get a little That's bit right. drunk at like the or like our family juntas. But seeing them here, like c- complete total strangers, just like, coming like coming in and like they're all drunk and then they start asking for songs and really, and one dude he gave us the most sober one actually gave us a hundred something bucks and so which was funny he's like don't worry about it we just want to play one song y'all are doing it. he gave us he gave us money more out of like the kids are doing good like here you go he's a here's a hundred bucks kind of thing that's nice and well this just to say that after that i got home it was like four in the morning i remember waking up the next day i was super tired yeah. but I woke up refreshed almost. Okay. I had only gotten like maybe five hours of sleep that night. But mm-hmm. the rush of making people happy, yeah, give it, you know, playing music for people, making yeah. them happy. Yeah, sure, they were drunk. It felt like that was the point of doing music to start with, right? Like you get that, to play people was... and bring joy and. Yeah, and it was, and it's it was that very innocent thing, and I just yeah. clung onto it. Um, part of it was also I was a very competitive uh, kid in band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very uh in the sense of i did all the region band audition all the all-state auditions i'm sure katie has talked to you about it but yeah sure. it was the levels were district for laredo anyway it was mm-hmm. district so just all the kids from laredo region the 10 15 i think by the end there was 20 uh mm-hmm. like my last year they would get 20 from like laredo we would compete with the region which was like alice some places kind of surrounding laredo with yeah and surrounding and surrounding towns and yeah like that. okay um and then after the region audition was the area audition was basically if i remember correctly the area i forgot what area i was i think area g yeah <laughs> so, but basically the area was everything south of, of san antonio yeah so uh, big so, big chunk of texas big yeah. chunk of texas i had bands all the way to area my freshman year like prior, prior to this experience. wow yeah um i got like 30 something but even though i didn't do too great at area yeah. Um, it was my taste of, oh my gosh, this level above this, and this is the like the yeah. best of the best. So like, I had like an anime moment where I was just like, yeah, yeah, I want to win. I want to want to be the one of the best ones around. So, That's right. So that so it goes. To, so again, the oh yeah, uh, is this a use? 
what so, what what kind of a um so it's like sports so yes 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 but what so kind of a what's the name of the organization that runs this is oh, it tmea oh so tmea okay yeah tmea and then you, so you go again is district and then region and if you beat all the people's pants at region you go to area and then if you beat all the people's pants at area then you get to go to state which is like the biggest one right mm -hmm. and so the, it's like you get all the best high school players from the entire state of texas yeah and so you saw that as a goal because you got as far as area on your freshman year and you're like yeah. oh i want to make it all the way to state Yeah, I, like I was okay. like, I want to make it all the way to the top, and that was my mm -hmm. motivation. So, combination yep. of those two things really spurred me to want to do music. So I was just like, all right, I'm yeah. doubling down on this. And then, Good. It I think that's kind of the point of the the systems to kind of, you know, get yeah. kids inspired. Yeah, but I think it wasn't truly until junior, late junior year, mm -hmm. where I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and do music. Originally, yeah, it was music education. Because mm -hmm. all things considering, it was, I mean, it still is a safer route. And I'm not saying this to, well, because I know there's going to be some music, some of my music education friends listen to this. The reason I say it's safer is because all things considering, it's an education degree. Even if it's not entirely with music, you could still do something that's a more tangible sure. degree in the system. In comparison Or there's a, to there's a career path. There is a career path that you can that's follow. more yeah. concrete. Yes. Performance, it's kind of... What's well, entrepreneurial? You have to make up your own path. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all things considered. So there, and there's pros and cons both, right? There's pros and cons to everything. Sure. But um, so I was going to do education because I knew mom, with mom and dad, it would make him feel a little bit better knowing like, hey, you know, yes, I'm going to practice trumpet. But at the very least, I'm going to graduate with an education degree so that I can be like a band director or like a private instructor somewhere, you know? Sure. Oh, and then I was at Six Flags when Dr. Millsap messaged me. And he's like, now Dr. Millsap is who? Oh, Dr. Millsap, yes. He's Dr. Millsap. He is my professor, my triple, my triple professor from Texas A&M University, Kingsville. Okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Surprise, everybody. So, I went to Kingsville. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I just felt like, oh, yeah, that name sounds very familiar. Yeah, I can remember. Dr. So your, your trumpet professor, when you were an undergrad at Kingsville, mm -hmm. he calls you or texts he, well, you? He, he messaged me one day because okay. uh, I, I had sent him my original application to him was that I was going to do performance because I was in the uh -huh. I was in flux at the time of like doing you weren't sure yeah. um, but when I applied to the school of music like the actual application like uh, to the university yes I've had put education you wrote down so education. there was a, there was gotcha. a yeah there was like I guess like a conflict between the two like oh hey well once this performance is okay so he messages me he's like well what do you want to do and I was at Six Flags Uh, not Six Flags. I was at Universal Studios with the band after I had graduated as a senior. Oh. Um, and, and, uh, and he asked me. Was it like was a funny. band trip after, like, for fun yeah, thing? Yeah, we had to, we had to, like, save up. Well, I mean, we, had, we still had to pair with her. But, yeah, it was, like, with the band. Cool. Chaperones, so I think it's the only first. time you got to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I only got to do that because, oh, my gosh. So, y'all, we had, a, you know this, but. To those listening, we had a tamale business. Mom, mom and I, I started a tamale business to help me pay my way up there. That's and, right. That's right. And it was the darndest thing because I didn't think it was going to be such a commercial success. We should have yeah. charged more for yeah. those tamales. Yes, I told mom this. Well, so because so every year the band would do this 
trip somewhere and it was really cool and fun and the kids will get to like hang out and and we don't have tons of money and it usually costed a bunch of money right yeah, like to go there nine hundred dollars something like that, like that. which you know for some people it's not a lot but for us it was and so on your last year mom is like you're graduating you love band these are all your friends this is the last chance you get to do this let's start a make a business and let's make tamales and and then it took off you started doing that off. so who were you selling to so it's mostly bank kids but a few of like my <laughs> other peers so this is uh, i guess tangent but this is funny so it started off and i was like all right let's get let me get some orders so because legally <clears throat> i couldn't sell on campus i'm sorry actually i'm not sorry but <laughs> legally you couldn't sell food on campus um sure. i think the rules are even more strict and i mean for good reasons um you know people have been known to you know put stuff that they're not supposed to be yeah um or it could be it could also be a health hazard if something accidentally goes bad or goes yeah, wrong yeah better to eat else. that deliciously healthy food they feed us at school right <laughs> all stuff but i mean and also <laughs> allergens you know so stuff like that so i understand yeah, why there's some whatever place. but in any case we i i opened it to the band sure. and i was like hey we're gonna sell tamales by the dozen yeah and i'm gonna get orders so i'm gonna get donations and uh y'all can get some tamales you, so tamales you basically told them what it was for yeah gotcha basically yeah to I, save yeah. up to your trip yeah actually i don't think i mentioned that i think okay. i was mentioning that i was trying to get money maybe i did maybe i didn't too few i did but they but sure. in any case and then <laughs> something along the lines of i got like 20 to 25 orders in a few yeah. days yeah, mom was like, "Okay, we can't oh, do this crud. anymore. We're capping it at fifteen from now on <laughs> uh, because it was so much." It got real, yeah. And I mean, she's the one that took the brunt of the actual making process. Well, I yeah. helped her more cleaning, maybe spreading yeah. the actual masa. The uh, what is it? Called? It's a what lot of labor, it? man. Making it's it a lot of labor. Yeah, it's a it's a very high labor, little reward ratio kind of thing. Oh no, I think it's a big reward. It is big reward, but I mean, you—that's why tamales. If you see them in more commercial places, they're way more expensive. Yeah, I've seen them being sold they, for like a I, lot more. I told you, I used to tell mom, it's like you need to, because so they're so cheap. I mean, they're like we, what we fifty all, cents. Yeah, we were selling them for seven dollars a dozen. Yeah, it was almost fifty cents for tamales. I was like, that's nuts, mom. Like everywhere else, it's like at least two dollars for a tamale. Like for like just one, right? Just one, yeah. I mean, if you want to make it one dollar, if they're smaller or something, that's fine. But anyway, oh, they were they were average. So size you saved too. up, and you are. Let's go back to where we were. So you went oh, yeah. to, uh, to this trip because you you ran a successful business with mom selling tamales. <laughs> so you were able to afford going to this trip to mm-hmm. where was it again? Uh, uh, Universal, Universal Studios. Oh, Universal Studios. Oh, Disney World. Universal Studios. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's in Florida. So you're in Florida, Universal in Studios, Florida. and then mm-hmm. Dr. Millsap from Trumpet Professor from Kingsville sends you a message about your application. Yeah, and I uh, wow, sorry guys, I do go on tangents. This, this the conversation is how we go. Y'all. Hey, this is this is why I'm here, bro. It's, it's it's called Carlos Rios's old ears because I'm supposed to be paying attention so that I can sum things <laughs> up to people. But yeah, so. <laughs> He messages me and he asks me, and I ask him, well, what's, I guess I asked him, what's the difference? But I more asked him like, all right, well, which one? <laughs> I yeah. was basically like, what do you think I should do? 
I like make it so he kind of makes the decision for me not really but yeah 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 and he gives me through it he's like well education is more if you want to do and like you know if you want to be a band director you want to do more of the route of this education teaching yes not necessarily band director but that's like the main like 90 percent of those who get the, the education degree or something like that they like, go on to be a band director they go work in middle school public school education kind of thing yeah public yeah. education and with performance yeah he very much is like it's more entrepreneurial you do have a little more time in terms of focus because you're not i'm not taking the same classes i'm not taking the ed courses i'm not taking the methods courses that yeah. they are taking so i have a little bit more focus but he did say that like obviously you need to put that time in like you have yes. extra time quote unquote but you need to put that time to be a good performer be a good musician uh, yeah that's, the expectation you don't mm-hmm. want to take these classes that's fine but you need to your focus is going to be mastering the craft of, of playing master, your instrument yeah being uh, yeah mastering the craft. Yeah. Uh, not only mastering the trumpet but mastering, should be at least you know, to be mm-hmm. like a musician a good musician yeah and yeah. i was like and, I, and at that moment i was like do i really? and the honest god answer was no i didn't want to be a band director simply put because i love the white uh, band directors but my thing was could I see myself being a hundred percent happy and fulfilled teaching, uh, like like middle school, high school, like yeah. band director stuff? Yeah, not necessarily teaching, just like as a band director. And yeah. the honest to god answer was no, because I was like, I know I would be good because I I sure normally yeah. with whatever I do, well, I try to do give it a hundred and ten. When you become proficient enough at anything, at some point you end up teaching it. Yeah. If you care about people, <laughs> <laughs> but so the yeah. but I think the thing but was you will teach like, it more and more. I mean, you're doing you're going to be doing some now, right, at the grad you, school. Yeah, so part of I, your I, duties. To, yeah, one of my duties is uh, hopefully teaching soon. Um, but cool. that'll be something I need to talk to Doctor Place. So yeah, Doctor gotcha. Place is my new trumpet professor. So Doctor Place is the professor there. Okay. Yeah, Southeastern Louisiana University. So that's where I'm. Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, that's fine. So. It's an hour north, about an hour north, uh, north-ish of where New Orleans is. For those curious yeah. enough to know where I am in the U.S. at the moment, but and yeah, so you're so, so you're trying to decide do I want to do education, and you're like, no, education, it's not my thing, man. Like I just can't see myself doing this. Not my thing it makes me think what you were saying about your experience performing too. Like, yeah, and you had a taste of what performing is and how that moves you. And you're like, that's what I want. We did make a little bit of money too, so a little bit, a little, a small part of me was, yeah, just, yeah, you know, yeah, we don't do it for right? the money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that, but, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it was very much a, it was very much my one an eye open experience that, no, I'm like, no, I want to do performance, and then, so I go in there, I do change my track, and I tell mom, mostly mom. And kind of dad was like, eh, well, whatever, just don't get it. <laughs> dad was more like, well, yeah. what you want, just you're paying for it. Like you're on your own kind of thing, like financially, which I understood. Now, now this whole time, I remember I was telling you, don't do music, don't do music, because I'm doing yes! music. Oh, yes, everybody. <laughs> Carlos over here was really trying to convince me out of it. I'm not joking. Yeah. He, he wasn't like, you're going to suck, you're going <laughs> to do it, but it was more like, this is hard. Are you really sure you want to be doing this? Yeah. Like you need to really think this through. But I think ultimately, while mom was hesitant as she was, I think the there was a few reasons why I think she went through with it. When I sat down one day and I said, "Hey, I'm yeah. going to do performance, not education." 
Like, don't mm-hmm. worry, I could still get my alternate certification, which I still haven't done it, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you just graduated. It's fine. You're yeah. just starting your grad school. My master's, so yeah. I, I probably will get it later on. But in any case, um, I told mom, and I was just like, look, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, I still love sciences. I took a microbiology class at some point because yeah. I was interested in maybe, who knows, maybe I'll still do medical microbiology or something along the lines of being a lab scientist of sorts. But yeah. I I told mom that basically what it boiled down to is when I closed my eyes and I thought about it intently, I was like, could I see myself doing lab reports? Because what they don't tell you is that, I mean, a lot of these scientists jobs, a lot of what they do is, you know, some clerical work as far as like, you know, lab reports is, yeah, there's fun stuff too. Yeah. I'm not going to say there isn't, but a lot of it is a lot of paperwork, a lot of, you know, you need to record every detail. You need Bench. to record everything that happens. It's a lot. It's very, very meticulous. And for good reason. Yeah. Um, and I was like, can I see myself doing it? I'm like, oh my gosh, no, day in, day out. Holy crap. No, I couldn't. And then uh, English was another one because I really loved like writing. Oh, more like creative writing, right? Yeah. I'll get to that in a second, y'all. Yeah. But creative writing was also something I liked, but I was just like, but I mean, it would be the same thing as music. It's less tangible. You're making your own thing. And all things considering, I wasn't, I hadn't really done too much writing at that point outside yeah. of like some projects here and there. So I was just like, no, uh, I would need to double. Da- it, it was going to be much harder. I think the way I saw it at that time. Yeah. And then the other thing was, what was the other thing that I had? I think I had thought about, oh, like nursing, like medical degree. Like So these are a few career paths you've considered. I and considered... then you decided to do music and you're breaking it up to mom. Like mom, yeah, and I was break... and I'm doing I was music. Like, mom, uh, I want to do music because it's just, I'm not like, it was my, it's my passion. A little bit was that, but a little bit was, I just see myself waking up and wanting to play trumpet every day. I wanted to be, make people happy and really giving music to people. And one of two things kind of convinced her. One of the two, one of the things, like, okay, I obviously gave it some thought. I'm not just, going into this like on a whim mm-hmm. but the thing the two that's why i like i laugh about this i think mom and mom and dad both realized all right at least this kid but because by that time i had already made the all-state band this yeah mm-hmm. surprise i made all-state at some point in my senior year um yeah right and at some point like I, I th- they both realized okay he's good it, it's so it's not like he's at a certain level where he can, he could make a living off of this. Like he's like, if I was kind of, eh, or kind of, yeah. Well, that's important, right? Like it's, it's not just about loving something and wanting to pursue that because you love mm-hmm. it, but you actually have to be good at it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. let's say as a child, let's say I happen to love basketball, but I'm not <laughs> built to be a basketball player and I don't have the, you know, the skills and the talent yeah, yeah. and, yeah. And all of that, right? Like you can get really good, but there's people that are like built that have they just <laughs> won the lottery, you know, of genetics to be an athlete, and that's just not me. And so it's a, it's a, what do you call? That's not to say that you can be fit no matter what, but you know, that's what I'm doing right now. those people that are, you know, professional basketball players, like it. Special kind of people that get there, and so <laughs> yeah. you. So so it, that's just to say that it, it does. It's a combination of of skill, discipline, and then love for the thing, 
and you had the love for the thing and then you had the discipline because you practiced like crazy mm-hmm. and then you're like you got us a as proof that you also have the talent you were able to win that uh all state mm-hmm. uh placement and so you got to play among the best um on your senior year mm-hmm. among the best like band kids musician kids at, at your age level in the yeah. state so that was pretty cool yeah and so you were Texas, at that point because... it became pretty obvious to you that like okay this is something that i can pursue and maybe i should and it's kind of mm-hmm. justified it's not just some kind of ethereal dream or something like that no yeah it wasn't some ethereal thing and very much you know and i mean also i think in texas a little bit more too Texas is a really big deal making Allstate because you know we're one of the more I think we are the most competitive one like out of all this in the continental United States. Band is a serious business in Texas man like Like, it is intense so like that it also shows that that where I was at that caliber in Texas so for mom that kind of gave her like okay he's good he's not just doing this he's like okay and he's been putting in the work so mom was my mom was never going to be like, no, I forbid you from doing it. But sure. mom was more okay and letting me go to do music. And maybe a part of her at that time was maybe like, maybe he'll change his mind. And, you know, and I wouldn't blame mm-hmm. her if she did. Um, because I understand it's not the most tangible degree. And uh, sometimes there is a bit of a negative connotation with being a musician. Mm-hmm. And it's because sometimes movies or sometimes you know how people talk about it oh like oh yeah this guy he's always broke but he's always trying to make that dream the passion you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a stereotype um which is not entirely wrong i'm not gonna say yeah. it doesn't exist it definitely exists out there is it archetypal broken yeah like poor artist broke yeah, no, artist not broken is, broken too sometimes but broken yeah. poor <laughs> it is uh you know and it, it's it's understandable why she would maybe think that but you know, I mean, you know, I pushed hard. I kept pushing, and yeah, so I, I went to go do some music. And I wasn't going to do my masters, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a that was a surprise even for me. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't so much a surprise as it was a. I, I, I think you know, being on the other end, seeing you go through it, uh, it was a not so much a surprise as it was just very hard to decide whether or not you wanted to do this because you know that. And as far as making you more marketable in the, you know, in the in the music industry, it doesn't really do that. Um, depends on how you do it. Like if you mm-hmm. actually meet a bunch of people and get connected and you start getting a little more focus as to what you want to do and all that, you might be able to, to benefit from that. But, you know, that's, it's, it was going to be hard because it's like, it's going to cost money. It's two more years and all that. And, but luckily, yeah. well, thank God, I uh, what is it? I was able to get an, I mean, an assistantship. So yeah, the most that I paid out of pocket for this semester was like two hundred bucks. Yeah, no, that's an amazing deal like, you got which there. Is great, which is yeah, great, which is great. I'm 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 excited that you're there and that you're doing that. And I yeah. think it's the best case scenario as yeah, far no, as like there. whether or not you went to grad school, like you chose yeah, to go and, to grad school, uh, and it's the best case scenario. Yeah, so with the, yeah, I mean, I did the audition, I got the assistantship. I'm like, all right, great, you know, and. I was like, you know, I'll do it because my thing and, I, and here's the thing. So I guess tips for those in, in their undergrad right now, because I do have a few, quite a few friends in their undergrad and they're kind of thinking about doing grad school. So the, and this isn't the most the best advice, but I guess of advice coming from someone who kind of went through the process. 
the best thing is when you're deciding to do grad school, I think the best thing that I can say is you need to do it for a good reason. Not just, or I mean, if your career track is like, say you're going to be a doctor. Yeah, you need to do medical school. I get uh, doc- that's, yeah. yeah, because I mean, that's that's a requirement to be in the program and they go through all these trainings. Sure. Um, or if you very much want to do like, if you very much want to be a, a, a professor, yes, you do need to go through that. You got to uh, go through track. the academic track. Yeah, oh. you got to very much go through that academic track because it's, it's a requirement now, basically. Like unless mm-hmm. you have 30 plus years of experience with just a master's, you're, it's very going to be, it's going to be very difficult for you. To yeah, get and quite it. a few of my professors at UT Austin didn't have doctorates, the music mm-hmm. professors. Yeah, but and, slowly. But all the new coming ones, the younger did. Yeah, oh, so it's yeah. it's uh, we can talk about that some other time, but uh, but the main but the main thing is just that yeah. So if you want to do your masters, you very much have to do it for a good reason, whether it be a requirement for like a pre like a pre existing requirement for something else that you need to pursue. But if you're thinking of like oh it's because I want to go into this or oh it's because I need to do it into this, do it because. And I would always say get out of whatever your undergrad was. Unless your undergrad was like University of North Texas or like one of these like huge schools with already a huge international population or a huge like population where there's already resources built in place for grad school. So then if that's the case, mm-hmm. you could stay there. But even then, I would still argue you should get out of whatever your undergrad was because you get to experience a different culture, a different environment and different net where you get to network with different people from different places, you know, uh, yeah. coming here. I don't know, and it's my lack of research on this, but a lot of the strings, a lot of string players are from Spain. The um, string players, so like violin, string, cello, and all yeah, the violinists. I've actually, they've actually been the ones I've gotten really close to my time yeah. here. Because they speak Spanish. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually how they approached me. Because yeah. one of them caught me. Like, um, this dude like looks Hispanic. Me. He's kind of well, brown. Well, no, not because of that. Not, I guess maybe part of that, but the main was just because. I kind of like looked in the direction and I guess they saw, I didn't notice that they saw me and looking at them because they were speaking Spanish and they're like, Oh, this guy knows what we're saying. So they approached me one day. I'm very tempted to do a Spanish accent right now, but I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they they approached me and they're like, you speak Spanish. And I was like, yes. And then we, and they started speaking to me in Spanish. Uh Uh-huh. Granted, their accent uh, is is different from ours and how their pronunciations are sure. and certain things. But it was still Spanish, so it was still... And I've been friends with them ever since, like, uh, that was, like, a few weeks ago now. Um, cool. But in any case... You met so some people I from got, Spain? I'm networking, cool. with, I'm networking with different people. I'm networking with a different state, too, because it's, like, my network uh, prior to this point was mostly people from South Texas... Some from San, some that went to San Antonio or are yeah. still in San Antonio. Some from Houston. Yeah. So like half of Texas, kind of. Yeah. Oh, some in the Dallas area. So yeah. I have a small, uh, like a network where it's like, okay, I know people from re- these regions in Texas. Yes. But in my head, I was just like, all right, I'm an entrepreneur, businessman essentially. Sure. I need to kind of network and branch out, even if it's another, even if it's a new yeah. state, Louisiana. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. I have an assistantship here. This is already going to be another. Movie. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, Louisiana are this are this um, string players from Spain? Are they grad or undergrad? The oh, I should also mention they are grad students. They're grad students as well. So cool. They are they're grad students. So, um, so getting this network. So, what that was my main thing: networking. Yeah. Right, to myself, which which it's you know the word networking 
it seems like a lot of people just don't like it. And I used to not <laughs> like it. But once you, th like, if you look at it and you think of it, all that networking means, it's you make friends. Like, that's it. You make friends. I agree. Now, no, it I happens to be agree. that this friendship that you're making, um, like, there's value in that relationship as far as they're connected to your industry where you're going to be doing work. But, like, it's not about... Because it, it has this kind of feel of like, like if you go to a conference or something, I'm doing networking, it feels like you're selling yourself, like you're a salesperson, like handing out, out business cards. Business here, cards, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it's so awkward. Like, that's not what it is. It's just meet people, be friends, build relationships. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all it is. It, <laughs> the yeah. word networking is so weird to me, but and that's, that's how I think about it because that, that's so much easier to to understand it and make sense out of it uh so you're doing that there and it's, it's a big valuable thing you're getting out of grad school oh yeah for sure and getting paid to do it too essentially um yeah the other thing too um more of a well i, I won't say it's a secondary reason but it's it's up there i would say networking is probably one of the more primary reasons but another kind of yeah. sort of primary maybe secondary thing yeah. was you know two years that's an extra two years to get really really good on the trumpet yeah and i mean i need to be stellar coming out of here sure gigging market is competitive yeah. especially for trumpet yeah. players you have to be able to do it all you have to be you have to be versatile in yeah. multiple genres you have to be able to just play anything that's in front of you sight reading is super important yeah um all, all these things and so i was just like you know what i have another two years to get really good at not only the I like to consider myself a, a, maybe a classical musician first because that's how, I mean, most of my education started. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I love jazz. I love yeah. funk. I love a lot of these you know, sub-genres in jazz. And I'm just like, you know, it gives me another two years to get good at improv, like improvisation. Yeah. So, so that I can... Improvisation is hard, man. Because it's, it's, it's not a hard it's skill, just, like just playing a scale or, or no, no, you know, no. playing it's, a fast passage of music or whatever. It's a lot of... It's a soft skill, it? like performing skill. in front of people, yeah, right? Like you only get good at performing by performing. So. Yeah, <laughs> and it's one of those things that you know you have to. It's it's very intense in the time in the time, kind of ear training you have to do because you have to be able to emulate, replicate, um, and just do all sorts of things, and then add your own spin to it at the same time because you yeah. can't just be this you know carbon copy. I mean, it's impossible anyway. You can't try to be a carbon copy of like say someone like one of the great trumpet players like Clifford Brown or John Coltrane, Sonny Rollins, any of these guys, you have to be able to like incorporate your own, you know, language, uh, theoretically yeah. speaking, but also culturally speaking sure. um, into the music. And I was like, you know, I could use a little bit more time and focus to just really dig into that. Um, I have two years here. So a lot of time to practice, a lot of time to, you know I mean? I'm in, I'm in Louisiana birthplace yeah. i want to see birthplace of uh, like jazz, musical like place for part. sure yeah, yeah a lot of this part i mean a lot of uh, new orleans jazz blues a lot of the stuff or originated from like louisiana yeah. like this part of the united states a long long time ago so i'm just like this is the perfect chance to like just throw myself into the culture here and like what are the origins how did it start what's the you know what are the unspoken rules of jazz that like i'm still kind of learning about and so kind of trying to remind myself around so it worked yeah. out really good in, in that on that end um, to do that. So that was the 
uh, that was one of the other reasons where I was just like, this gives me an, a, a good opportunity to just throw myself in in a different environment too. Yeah, I I mean Kingsville. This is and by the way, Kingsville, the place, not the university. I actually love my education at you know Texas State University, Kingsville. It really prepared me yeah. for a lot of stuff in the real world as far as ensembles go. I yeah. mean, the level of stuff we were reading, the sight reading, all this. I mean, Dr. Millsap did a fantastic job at preparing me. This, yeah. this isn't to toot his horn or anything, but he did a fantastic job at, like, you are going to be a good, versatile musician. Like, you need to be able to play yeah. Petrushka, the Nutcracker, all these famous orchestra actors. <laughs> yeah. But he says, you're going to have to be able to swing. You're going to have to be yeah. able to play whatever i throw in front of you you're gonna have yeah. to be able to be good really good at sight reading because yeah. you do not you may get called for a gig they're gonna pay you 250 350 bucks but they can't give you the music ahead of time the gig is in two hours show up and you just have to be able to read the gig just go for and, it yeah and you and and you and you have to and you have to not suck and <laughs> that was this thing like you can't you can't suck mm-hmm. because then you're not gonna get called ever again for that gig you have yeah. to just be able to show up play and then for them to be like wow this guy's really good. So that yeah. I can get that gig again. So stuff like that. And and yeah, he prepared me for all that. And like, oh my gosh, it was really intense. This, uh, like when I went in there, because he would make me do all these etudes, all these excerpts, all these things. And it was sometimes a bit overwhelming. But I mean, yeah. uh, once I finally found the rhythm to it, um, I, I was like, all right. There's yeah. a reason. And when I started doing gigs, I did musical gigs in Laredo for a few years. I did like the well, like all the, produ- the summer productions that Laredo Theater Guild International would do. Uh, like that's when my practice on all the training started coming into fruition. I'm like, oh my gosh, Dr. Millsap wasn't just throwing me all these etudes and all these things at me just because he wanted to torture me. He was actually preparing you. Yeah. He was actually preparing me for you need to be immaculate when you play and you need, but not only do you need to be immaculate you need to play the style yeah. play the part not yeah. just be some trumpet player so no yeah it's it good was, uh, no, yeah, i'm glad very... that that it was useful yeah so yeah well, i mean that that's what a good mentor does right it pushes yeah, you it, and it, and now part of being pushed it's <laughs> it and the way that it should work for you as a person being pushed is that it's a good chance for you to test out your boundaries right Mm -hmm. so as as you know he's pushing you're like okay i see the importance of this but also i need to establish boundaries and be like no only up to here and it's hard right because at some point you're like well i need this extra push but you can't you know like if people see movies like whiplash right and they and and they idealize those kinds of people like the professor the teacher there that just treats you like garbage for the sake of the art and it's like no you're a slave to your instrument you don't want to be a slave to your instrument you want to yeah. be free and and so discipline discipline will bring about freedom but it's not gonna be um you want to discipline helps you build this like wall around you where you can move freely are also like when you improv it's kind of like improvising right you have mm-hmm. a you're not just playing whatever there's yeah. certain rules, there's certain mm-hmm. um, patterns, there's certain things, you know, like mu- you live within a certain place and then you can move freely there, you know, within those parameters, within those established traditions and rules. 
And uh, that's a hard lesson to learn. And that's how, how relationships work. You need to have those boundaries, build those, uh, what do you call it, walls, where it's like, okay, I'm going to let you push me a little bit enough, but if you're going too far, I'm going to have to confront you. And 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 having those clashing things and do, doing it in a, in a in a caring way, in a in a in a respectful way, uh, but still pushing back, it builds your character and it makes oh, yeah. you tougher. You want to be tough because that's and, that's that's a skill you're going to need the most in in real life mm-hmm. because people and, suck. No, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you, you want to be tough like and strong and. It's funny because Dr. Milsip and I, I hope he doesn't mind me telling a little bit of this. I, I won't get into detail uh, on the story, on this story per se, but him and I did push back. A, like him, him and I, I know. That's why I'm saying all this. Yeah, that's right. I think you know, it was you, good. And I'm sure it's not, It's. I know it's not pleasant, but that's not the point. The point is oh, that no. you man up. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely both, you know, uh, we both, we both had our fair share of arguments at times. Yeah. Some musical, some were more funny than like actual. Yeah, 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 sure. But some were definitely more like, "Hey, no, I think this," and he, you know, didn't agree with it. And don't get me wrong; he didn't always agree with some of yeah. my decisions. However, by the end of it, I very much still have a lot of respect for him because he yeah. still pushed me. He had to push me. Yeah, and I needed that push. And it's funny yes. because. A story that I don't tell a lot of people, and I guess this will be my revelation of it, no. my, my public revelation of it. I actually did plan to tell me this. I almost transferred out. I almost wanted to transfer out. I was like, you know, I want to go to San Marcos somewhere where I can gig more, do more stuff. Mm. San Marcos was also technically known as a more party school at the time. Maybe it still is. I don't know. Uh, but that wasn't the reason so why. you were thinking about transferring out of I, kingsville I to a different university okay because the gigging market in kingsville like kingsville the place right the town yes yes wasn't great because you want to play and gig and there's not that because all it is is a university town yeah and it all is is university and don't get me wrong yeah i was having good performances at kingsville but that my thing was like yeah but this is a real life yeah it's not and the real it, world it's a, it's a it's a more emulated version a more like yeah it's still intense but i mean the real world you get maybe especially like in jazz gigs you maybe get one or two rehearsals maybe yeah one or two sometimes the gig is hey man show up we need a third trumpet player for this jazz band we need you to fill in for this uh, for this club gig come yeah. read the book will be and maybe they'll send you the music maybe they won't like maybe one of the maybe the manager was too lazy so he yeah. expects you to show up and be able to side me <laughs> no it's true this happens yeah, yeah. and so like for me that was like no that's like that's real big but in any case uh a little bit was ego i was like man i want to do i want to be like quote unquote better trumpet players yeah and but which by the way i wasn't the best one even at the time but i had that little well you can't it's it's important for you to measure your ego right like Mm -hmm. you need to have some kind of ego or some kind of pride and feeling like you know you're worth something but you want to be careful you don't want to let it out too much because it becomes a monster very quickly no, so I you're can't. like you're like it's good that you let it out but then you were able to measure i was like oh maybe maybe i have to be a little careful <laughs> with this ego thing yeah and thing that was man. that's how i my, i should clarify for because i know some of the trumpet friends or some of the trumpet studio back in, in kings will listen to this this is how i used to think i do not think that i definitely did not think that by my fourth and fifth year but 
the turning point why I didn't go after all was when I did the McNair Scholars Program for to do like undergraduate right. research. Yeah. Um, I was like, God, I'm gonna leave this one up to you. If you want me to stay, please let me get into this program. It would help me pay the McNair program. And it would give me a good insight. Yeah, the McNair program. Mm-hmm. It would give me a good insight on being more academic and being a better overall rounded person and musician. Yeah. Well, because um, you were you already considering uh, uh, going to grad school, maybe? I was already kind of considering going so to grad school. So you saw right? this as a little taste of it, and maybe you'll get a little bit of experience and get an idea oh, of yeah. what, what might be waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I got in. Yeah. Um, I was the only musician at the time, I was the only music major. So, uh, interesting. Present the it's yeah, it's primarily towards STEM. So, like your sciences, technology, engineering, and, yeah. and you know what I hate? I hate that instead of STEM, people some people call it STEAM. <laughs> like, yeah, you're trying to include the arts in there, man. Whatever. <laughs> Science, technology. What is it? E engineering, engineering mathematics, mathematics. <laughs> art does not fit there. <laughs> one it, of this it, does not look like the other <laughs> it, well i guess in some ways it kind of does but in any case that's hey it. i'm a musician <laughs> i'm an artist and i just i don't think so but anyway there's no but, hating against it but it's a different role it serves a different purpose it does right it does. music it is does. about beauty now math can be beautiful but it's not about like well, some people might argue against that i guess <laughs> But engineering, for sure, right? It's again, like it's, a, it's about doing stuff. It's about, you know, crafting things. It's a lot more technical in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a more defined purpose. Mm-hmm. And art is just, it's more abstract. It's about beauty and, you know, moving people. And Which is funny because the program was about not that at all. <laughs> it yeah. was about very much finding the more academic uh, approach sure. to things. Yeah, but uh, I went, but I stayed. I finished Kingsville, and I, I mean, I'm definitely very happy that all that happened because it was a lot. It was in the last two years of my undergrad, even during COVID, believe it or not. Um, yeah, that where I've really found the value not only in Kingsville but also just in a lot of the stuff that I was doing as yeah. a musician because prior to that point I was very much a machine like I'm just gonna practice I'm just gonna do this I'm yes, gonna block yes. off things and then I was like wait no I need to network I need to talk to people I need to be a, a well-rounded person to be a good musician yeah and that's what uh, an advice to this kind of goes into the grad school talk yeah my advice for those of you that want to do you know go to grad school you need to also learn to you know, be a person. I think if with academia, it's so easy to just kind of fall into this hole. I'm like, oh, I'm only going to do academic. I'm only going to talk to other people who are academics. It's just like, nah, man, you got to talk to, you got to talk to even those who don't know anything about academia. You got to talk about, you got to talk to, because eventually, you know, I'll be ultimately at what I would assume, maybe I'm wrong about this, but the way I see it is ultimately the purpose of you kind of doing a lot of this academic stuff is to so that you could bring it to the masses in one way, shape, or form. Um, that's what I'm doing. I'm definitely, I'm not going to be talking to a lot, a lot of these like articles with people. They're like kind of crazy. Which, by the way, research methods is killing my head right now. Yeah, it's a good class. It's just like a lot of reading. It's kind of intense stuff that we're reading. Um, yeah, but um, so I'm not going to be discussing like the very like all these minute details with people but yeah. the point is, is you, you still want to be able to be a cultured person so that you can have yeah. conversations with these people and yeah. that would be my yes. thing like you know if you want to go into grad school that's awesome but you need to 
you need to talk to people outside of your major. You need to, yeah, network, but more like just you need to kind of. And that's the way, purpose that that the Magnair programs are for you. You are able oh, to sure. to mingle with people outside of music because you were the only musician there. I was the only musician, but it was fantastic. I had never seen the yeah. inner workings. Uh, one, one of my he was my he was my dorm roommate because I was able to stay in the dorms in summer. He was yeah. my dorm roommate, Sebastian. And I haven't thanked him because I've been I've been a little too proud, but yeah. Uh, but he was one of the first people that I like. He obviously we started talking about, and I remember yeah. the first night or two of us kind of talking. Uh, like I got like to see the inner workings of this guy. Mind you, this guy is he's smart. He's scared. So, so this is a, a person you met. He's, he's in the he's, Magnair he's program. Magnair scholars, yes. And what um, does he do? He's super smart. He, He's he's an engineer. Okay. He's oh my gosh. <gasps> Forgive me, I can't remember which one it was. Ah, I think yes. Ah, you can't remember his name. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Sebastian, I can't remember his which. I want to say civil. Yes, civil. Oh, he what kind of engineering? Ah, it's yes. engineering. It's all the same. <laughs> it's no stuff. <laughs> but he. Uh... <laughs> hey, this podcast is all about making enemies. <laughs> so, uh, and he was one of the people that I talked to, and I was like this guy is smart like yeah he's he knows how to talk and he's like, there weren't any there. people like that in in, in the music department not that there weren't <laughs> but like it was i had not seen like i had not really had too much of an experience like talking to someone outside of my major until i got here and i'm like dude this guy is like holy crap this guy's really good you know yeah and like this guy's really smart and he he's still and he is not was he still very much is a very intelligent person but this is all to say that like you know you get to meet people and you're like and, you, and it humbled me a bit because i like to consider myself a smart person but talking to him i was like dang i'm not the smartest guy in the room <laughs> yeah and, uh, but so I guess this is a good segue into just a quick thing that I wanted to say. You know, tips of being a about being a healthy musician. That was one of the things we had written down. Um, That's right. So networking, it kind of the, it falls in, in a weird way, kind of coincides with networking, but kind of taking care of yourself. Being a, well, the reason I say you have to be a well-rounded person is because I think we all know stories of people that have gone really down the wayside by doing what they loved but they become so engrossed and so obsessed and to the point where they fall off and, you know, they're a little kooky, get a little crazy and not well, in a good way. Being really good at something requires focus and discipline mm -hmm. and the extreme of focus and discipline is obsession. It is. And, and obsession is, it's when you become possessed by the thing that you do, you yeah. stop being yourself and that's, you stop being yourself. You don't want to be there. <laughs> and I, at one point I did and at one point I did you know I was becoming that until Katie kind of yeah, your wife who locked me around and was like hey what you need to go sleep stop practicing yeah. go sleep yeah and one of the things about being a healthy musician is sleep I know right just sleep right? <laughs> what is this no one sleep yeah yeah that's the that's a very <laughs> basic one but no but, but I guess more I guess, I guess more abstract is um definitely you need to talk to other people. You need to kind of be 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 comfortable and having a network of friends where you guys can talk about stuff outside of your major. Um, you don't always have to just get. It's great and fun to get into the weeds of things sometimes, but sometimes you need to just step away. Um, the best thing that I can say is get a hobby outside of music. Doctor Millsap, I remember one time 
I didn't practice for my lesson. I was going through a really rough spot in my undergrad. He just looks at me and he is just like, just don't, don't, don't practice over the weekend. Um, and mind you, he's he's the complete opposite of this for the most part. He's the type of person like, you better be practicing. I gotta. But this is one of the few times where he he looked at me. It was just like, look, I know you didn't practice because you're negligent. Mm-hmm. You clearly like you know you clearly have something going on. And as far as like you know up, up there, he's like, take the weekend, just go read a book, go do something else, go. Go outside. <laughs> I think he said go outside. He probably said something along the lines of go outside and touch some grass. That's been like the thing I've seen on the internet lately. Yeah. But he so, did. He very much said. Unplug. Unplug. Get away yeah. from music. Which yeah. is funny because I was like, what? what? But I mean, this is my career. This is. Yeah, sometimes but, that's what you got to do. And I mean, I did. And I needed that weekend. And it was great. Mm-hmm. It was a good weekend. I didn't, you know, I didn't practice and I showed up to my lesson. I mean, I, yeah, I, I showed up to my next lesson. I only had like one or two things prepared, but it was good. And mm-hmm. we had a conversation and he, for him, it was like a, you know, for him, if to, with me, it was like, oh, I know you're not being negligent. I know you're not just being careless. Like, oh, you don't care. Mm-hmm. It was just, you needed to get away from music to come back to it with a, with a, with a healthier and reinvigorated vigor. So you're saying one of the tips is having people that are not talking about music all the time, like having a network of friends outside of it. And then the other one is also related to not being around music all the time, which is just taking a break, taking rest, step away from the instrument. Have a hobby. Have a hobby. hobby. Yeah. Yeah. have a hobby outside of it you know if you like gardening there's people that like there's a lot of people that like really like having like little plants around they like taking care of that's it. cool um uh, you can get into bonsai but bonsai, that's mom's things yeah my yeah, mom's thing is uh, gardening uh there's bonsai although bonsai is pretty intense from what i've seen um but other stuff too like you know like even just reading um mm-hmm. going to your favorite cafe shop maybe that's not necessarily a hobby but if you want to go do and just go watch like youtube videos like some cafe yeah. shop where you're sipping on coffee that's great too uh finding something else you know we should um, we should at uh, the last section we should talk about hobbies for a bit but oh, keep, yeah, tell, sure. keep telling me about oh, your oh, well, i'm, I'm segueing your things anyway okay um so uh, so having a hobby resting stepping the, away from your instrument and, and i guess the and i guess the last thing okay. is just and this is going to be a little bit weird, a little controversial, maybe. Okay. And maybe some not people won't agree with me on this one necessarily, but be okay with having that conversation with you. If music, this musician specifically. But with I guess yourself? You play this. Yeah, having this conversation with yourself and someone else, you know, if you can sure, yeah, sure. bounce it off someone else, right? Preferably too, because sometimes you do need to bounce it off yourself because you get inside your own head a lot. I know I do. So like, I do definitely need someone to Were you there all the time, yeah. yeah. So what and, conversation? The conversation of do you do you do you still want to continue doing this like music for ah, me music obviously yes. right yeah. um, but this can go for other careers be okay of course. with having that conversation with yourself because the last thing you want to be doing is pursuing a career that you're going to ultimately end up hating or not mm-hmm. hating but you're going to just fall out of love with it you're not going to mm-hmm. want to do it and not that the your degree will serve for nothing because actually even if you get a degree and even if you get another job outside of the degree plan having a degree in the u.s is still very good because one you know the pay rate 
with whatever job you go into is immediately a lot better with a university degree in most pla- in most places, right? Yeah. Um, like if you're working in an office job or some corporate job, it does help you regardless of whatever degree you have. But if you have sure. a degree, it gives you that slight edge at the beginning, right? So it does help long-term. Also, if you're like two, three years into the degree, just finish. It's okay. Um, even if you change your mind, that's perfectly fine. And so, that, but those conversations are for someone else. Um, but So what, what would you say... So you were saying some of the, maybe the consequences of, of not asking, not having that conversation with yourself mm-hmm. and with others. And, oh, when, when you have that conversation with yourself about, mm-hmm. do I want to be a musician? How does that, how does that go in your head? How does that play out in your head? So for me, this is very much mm-hmm. personal. Sure. For it's me, personal. it was, I'm still going to be a trumpet player, but I remember having that conversation once I'm like, damn it, do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. Like as a career as far as like mm-hmm. i'm gonna be super serious i'm gonna want to do this i'm gonna want to be a trumpet teacher all this kind of stuff i really put that into question one summer because i was just like the honest to god answer was becoming no i just wanted to be slowly i was wanted to just be i'll just play trumpet at church maybe pick up some side gigs every now and then but no. I'll, I'll do something else with my life i don't know what but I, that was a lot of people do that a lot of yeah. people do that i mean katie's parents my father-in-law who am I actually, he's going to be in the podcast too. It's going to be a good one to listen to. Um, he plays trombone at church. And like, I mean, he, he had a music career as, I mean, for years, he, mm-hmm. he directed the, uh, a band for the air force. And it was amazing. Uh, I mean, so I hear that it was, uh, I was in life when he was doing that, but <laughs> he, um, but he doesn't do music anymore as a career per se. Um, but he still loves music, listens to music, talks about music and participates in musical things like at his church and things like that. So that is definitely a path that could happen that you can have perfectly fulfilled lives, having joy, having friends and family and not pursuing maybe that thing that was your quote unquote passion, right? Like it, it happens. It's definitely possible. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's important to have that conversation with yourself. And... Wait, um, the benefit, because I mean, I mostly talked about, like, I guess, that, but then but maybe the huge positive is that, say you do come out of that saying, you know what, I'm going to change my career path. Mm-hmm. Awesome. People do it all the time. People, yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Some people may yeah. have started doing one thing and then they change the career path and then now they're on the track of being the happiest person that they can be because they pick something that, maybe more like because maybe when people change you know they're doing something that maybe when they got older they didn't see themselves doing and now it's like oh this is what i want to be doing for the rest and that's perfectly fine or you might say you know what no i'm gonna double down and do even more because sometimes sometimes for some Mm -hmm. people it becomes a matter of like oh i haven't been working hard so they question what they've been doing but then they have this conversation with themselves and they're like no wait (gasps) no i haven't been putting in the work I haven't been putting in that utmost of effort. You know what? Mm-hmm. Here are some things that I can do to just double down and hit the ground running. Yeah. And then they reignite their passion for So something. it's also time for to me, reevaluate where you me, are, what that. you've been doing. Yeah. For me, it was that. I was like, I'm not putting in the work I could be doing. I, yes, yeah. I was practicing, but I was losing focus on a lot of the stuff that I was doing. Yeah. And yeah. then I had a musical gig that summer. I was doing... Um, if I remember correctly, I was doing Mary Poppins, the the Broadway musical. Oh yeah, I got to go to that one. That one was cool. 
and you didn't know this but i right before like doing a lot of these rehearsals i was questioning that was when i was questioning having this conversation with myself and then when i got there i'm like no i need to be practicing more yeah i need to be good and then yeah. i found my passion again so that was a cool me. that was a cool concert i enjoyed it oh yeah i enjoyed oh, it a lot to get into the, uh, to the last thing so about finding hobbies i guess i'll publicly announce this for those that were interested i am writing a book so that my hobby is i do on my on my part time i write poetry it's mostly been poetry a lot of the stuff that i write don't do yeah. not ask me about forms of poetry all of it is free verse some of yeah. it it's kind of rhymy some of it is kind of stro- like a modified strophic yes um, yes thing. yes but it's all very free verse for them you don't part. do you don't do poetry like in a classical like technical way you're like just uh, more may, on the free form kind of way would, yeah maybe my poetry would be a lot better but uh, a lot of the stuff that I write have been, some of it has been oh my gosh and some of it's kind of cringy. Um, I won't publish everything that I write for sure, but um, some of it are just like oh heartbreak she doesn't like me kind of thing. Oh yeah. Uh, but some of it it, it, it it gets into topics of my life that were this is how I express my emotions. Yeah. Um, so I like yes, poetry. I've written a few poems. I think so. I think you've showed. I think you showed me one or two yeah. of them. But um, so poetry was some of the stuff that I did. And currently I'm working on a sci-fi novel. I mean, as you know, uh, yes. I'm working on a sci-fi, fan, uh, sci-fi fantasy. You say currently and... like you just started. You've been doing this for nine years. So, yeah. So for those <laughs> listening, uh, this has been a project more, actually. Yeah. Technically. Like the, you saw the orange of this, the origins of this when you were in your undergrad, when you were doing like your first or second year of UT. Yeah. Um. It was really bad, y'all. Like that first "quote unquote" edition of what I did, it was very basically like breaking all copyright laws. Well, you were ten or eleven years old. Yeah, you were just writing about what you liked. It was just Naruto and Dragon Ball. (laughs) And it's funny because yeah, that was basically like all I was putting. But yeah, eventually the idea started morphing more and more and more um, until where it is right now. Yeah. I mean, I've written some stuff, written some stuff here and there, but the track that I'm on currently right now is where I want the story to go. Um, so basically, the story is a tentative name, but I think I kind of, but I, I kind of like it. So Sky Riders, Riders with a Y. I just think it's it looks uh, no other reason other than eh, sounds cool, looks catchy cool. name, catchy name, Sky Riders, yeah. and then like Riders with a Y because yeah. I think a Flanagan writer from the yeah. movie Tangled. Which is funny because I also saw the movie a lot with Leslie and Samara, uh, our younger sisters. Um, yeah. So I th- I think of the name. I'm like, yeah, writer sounds really cool. So Sky Writers. Um, so basically, the kind of the quick, I guess, introduction as to what it's about. So, um, without getting into spoiler territory, because because um, y'all will have to ask me to read that one in the future. Yeah. I do very much plan on publishing this once I get it all done and figured out. I don't know when. I have do not have. How far along would you say you are? I would say currently maybe I'm only about eight percent on that first book. I should say first book. Eight so percent. Maybe about eight percent because I of the chapters that. I, oh, by the way, yeah. I finally finished. Recompiling. You keep sending me stuff, and then you're like, "Wait, don't read that." I changed that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it's because I had to edit some stuff from the beginning because it was just yeah. too 
time i was padding a lot for some reason sure and then i recompiled it sure. and i'll send it to you i actually just finished so this is this is one thing that you do that just no music it's just a, no music whatsoever yeah it's nothing yeah. to do with music uh music yeah. might play a part in it at some point but not really sure um but basically what it's about is so the protagonist kenneth mendoza and i, I put mendoza in there because uh, i was just like you know what he he'll be mexican like me yeah. <laughs> why not just uh he's gonna be mexican and mendoza because uh it's a bit of a tribute to our grandfather uh, uh abuelito, abuelito Tonio. okay um that's why i also wanted to put mendoza on there but uh gotcha. kenneth mendoza is the name of the protagonist um so when he's a college kid he's doing creative writing um and he he's barely about to start school and one day he 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 falls into this and i guess i could tell you a little bit because i mean this happens like within the first chapter sure. of the movie, um basically falls asleep tell us he's the part of the book that's like you know when you buy a book on the back of the book there's like a small synopsis of the book like a small summary <laughs> That just kind oh, of yeah, tells so, you what the book's about. So that's what you're telling me right now. Yeah, so that's what I'm kind of like giving the right back now. Like cover. So falls asleep, wakes, uh, meets this mysterious man that, and after this experience that he has in this sort of ethereal realm, wakes up and very quickly things around him start be start becoming strange. Mm-hmm. He's quickly uh, attacked by uh this mysterious creature mm-hmm. um which i have dubbed the non-x so non-x n-o-n-e-x mm-hmm. which stands for non-existent oh, okay. um so basically uh, uh what is it a creature alien or whatever a being from another dimension okay um that starts to that he's attacked by one and he has to defend himself mm. and then quickly he meets up with um what will soon become his uh, his master his sensei uh beowulf which okay. is he is this basically think of this anthropomorphic wolf so he's like this six foot four tall like um what is it being that he basically he's he's like buff he's built huge but he and he has like a wolf's head, and he it's like a wolf's head so anthropomorphic wolf right um that basically he his origin, he his original mission was to go to Earth because there were some readings, um, some ano- uh, some anomalies in the on the planet, and then all of a sudden the, the planet becomes overrun by these nonics, mm-hmm. um, and the nonics are a bit of an inspiration from the Heartless from the Kingdom Hearts series, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, although those are more like oh the darkness in people's hearts and that's how they're born. These sure. are more just. Um, beans that had just, that have sprouted from an another another anomaly that will be explained later in the book, yeah. but so they have to now fend for themselves on a yeah. planet that is being very quickly overrun by essentially beings from another dimension, yeah. and it's essentially have to escape Earth. There's a total yeah. co- and there's a complete and total. Oh yeah, so I guess this is the, the small spoiler ahead. Complete and total blackout happens. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like the EMPs, you know what those are, like uh-huh. electromagnetic pulses, yep. mm-hmm. completely fries all electronics on Earth, unless yeah. there's some plugged or unless it was specifically designed to withstand EMPs. Yeah. So quickly, not only is everything's overrun, all communications cut off. 
even yeah. with whatever communication he has cut off. So they have no, to No, I can't watch TikTok videos anymore. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so very quickly, it becomes like they have to fend for themselves. So I should men- and mention this is the fantasy part plays in because in addition to the non-X existing, um, there's uh, there's also B, these, B, uh, these bands. I actually haven't given them a main other than they're just the Skywriters, but like a more, I guess, concrete name but basically yeah um kenneth is also granted these powers he is one granted a significant boost in like athleticism acrobatics um, sure. things that he's able to do um in addition he's a he has pyrokinesis so he's able he has the ability to control fire um his master has does not have now do these do these abilities they uh awaken after he has that like um what, do you, what what was it? It's, it's he goes through that like portal or something at the beginning yeah, of the goes story. Yeah, he falls asleep and he wakes up. So it happens uh, sort of. So he's still in so, his world, so but the world has changed. Too much detail because there's uh, this really cool detail that I that like is explained way further beyond gotcha. the world. This is so, but basically, yeah, he does very quickly awaken his powers, yeah. and others of similar nature awaken their powers like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some elemental, some not. Mm-hmm. His master Beowulf that yeah. has non-elemental powers, same uh, concept, yeah. but uh, yeah, and and that's and that's where the story takes off. So yeah, so very on, very um shonen, very shonen, the, yes, very shonen. So I should mention that this is very much a kind of like um an homage, so to speak, to Bleach, Dragon Ball, Naruto, Full so, yeah. all the all all, all the, the anime, shonen. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the shonen stuff that I grew up reading. All and the anime and watching. manga for for young yeah, more for young obviously men. Obviously, created boys. my own story with these inspirations in mind because yeah. I didn't want to do something pastiche or something like a carbon copy of like no no no. I very much have my own story. Yeah, mind. yeah. And which is why story. we're trying to get our. She's still, I think she's still too young, um, to. But I don't know. I think she could. This could be a like maybe if you do a, like a small one shot with her, where. Like you don't do the whole book, obviously, because it's a big project. But have like one chapter uh, with with our sister Samara, who likes to do art, or oh, something yeah. like that. I think well, that'll be cool. It would be something that I'll, I'll one day try to convince her to do. But um, yeah, but yeah, very much. This is a sort of or with some other artist, because I think that your story just really lends itself to. It's more the kind of story that you see in a comic book or, or manga or something like that. It is, but well. I'll keep you updated. Maybe in the future it'll become uh, more of a manga or like a webtoon. Or a webtoon, yeah. yeah one of That's a new ones. thing. Wow, it um, has been for a few years. I'm some sure. of them, I mean, hey, some of them have been a commercial success. And like, there's yeah. already an anime on one called The Tower of God. Oh, yeah, The Tower um, of God anime is good. I got actually, I I don't spoil anything because I actually want to go check it out. Tower of God is really, is really well done. It was produced by Crunchyroll. They did a oh. really good job. Yeah, so it's they also produced um, what is it called? Uh, something God, God of High School. Is that what it's called? Maybe something. I like think that. so. It That's in a, it, that one's kind of silly because it's just all fight after fight after. It's kind of the, the joke about it, but they're really good fights. It's a really good series. No, and so they do a really good job. Yeah. So, and this is the story of Kenneth. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kenny, as he's known more, and I guess as as his nickname, this is the story of Kenny and Beowulf kind of going through this and trying to survive, trying to get off the planet, 
and in doing so, Beowulf actually becomes his uh, becomes uh, Kenneth's master in order to kind of help him fend for himself. Because basically, the thing that I really wanted to do was just like hone in on the aspect of your training, but you're out here not only fighting the Nanex because mm-hmm. this is a very much becoming a apocalyptic scenario. Yeah. Of not only are you fending off against the Nanex, these beings, you're also fending off people. So yes. there's definitely going to be some difficult interactions where Kenneth is going to have to come to terms. And very much what I wanted to dig into more was more the visceral truth of an 18-year-old, because he's 18. Mm-hmm. What yes. would an 18-year-old do in a situation? Like, I, like, I know like Naruto, or like, I must defend the good, I must do this. And then it's like, nah, Kenneth is definitely going to have moments, without getting into spoiler territory, Kenneth is definitely going to have moments where he's going to have to make some hard decisions and he's going to have to make some decisions and he's going to make some really stupid choices where yeah. he's going to all flat on his face and he's going to have to reap the consequences. Yeah. No, it's important um, in, what do you call it? In stories like this and comics or really anything that has a hero component to it. What makes a hero um, appealing? It's that you can relate to him. Um, whenever uh, Superman uh, started, it was an instant success, right? Super cool, and everybody loved it. And you know, he's saving America from the Nazis and stuff. Like, I mean, he's that's what is what he was doing at first, and so people loved it. And then as Superman started evolving, the idea of Superman, he became stronger and mightier and more powerful. He basically became all-powerful yeah to the point that he's flying between galaxies in seconds right or he like you know can stop you know the sun with his hand or some stupid things like that like it's way too much um i don't know that he actually ever did that but he goes to a point he's just beyond beyond uh, any kind of um ability to like it's Comprehend. he's yeah yeah humans cannot relate to that and so his his uh, popularity started waning people started being uninterested even though he kept being stronger and mightier and more godlike people were like yeah the superman guy is just, yeah kind of over it <laughs> and the the turning point when it became super popular again was when the creators were like he needs a weakness and so they they were like well let's say he's weak uh to kryptonite and when they introduced that and now he had a, a weakness and and they introduced his main anim- nemesis um it's like uh what's the name excelsior or something like that i'm not uh, a big well there's he has like a lot doomsday was the big one i'm not a big i'm not a so big doomsday superman fan i just like... know this story because i heard it somewhere <laughs> and i thought it was super cool um mm. but then once you talk about the weakness that superman oh, has yeah. People were like, oh, yeah, right on. Like, I like this. So you're talking about your character, mm-hmm. Kenneth, and you're saying, yeah, he's really smart and he has powers and he can do all these things, but he's human. He's going to make some 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 mistakes. He's going to make he's some bad make choices. Some really dumb. Yeah. yeah. Like, at one point, he's definitely going to have a moment where you're going to be like, what? You are an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. Because regardless of him being smart and adaptive on the field he quickly becomes like 
what am I doing? Like, no, like, is this, you know, uh, so stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but those are still into spoiler territories, but it's very cool. much. Um, well, that's good. I'm glad that you're enjoying that. And, and right now I'm experimenting with fight scenes. Oh, yeah, I guess one cool thing. So another inspiration from one of the end, this would be the last thing. Because I do have to get going in the mix. I have to go to the restroom. <laughs> okay. Um, but, um, I was going to tell you. I know you, you like to take your time wrapping things up. So oh, maybe no. we should start wrapping things up now. Oh, yeah. Th this is the last thing. But um, something that I kind of... And why maybe I still want to keep it as a book is that I'm really trying to experiment with writing fight scenes. Mm -hmm. in a more literary format as far as like as far as reading it yeah and when, when it's funny because i was like you know what this would be so cool maybe it's not maybe it's not but I, I, maybe it is maybe it isn't but i like yeah. it so in final fantasy crisis core final fantasy 7 crisis core mm -hmm. every time you begin a battle you hear the little like computer combat mode engaged or something yes, like that, yes right yes. um i decided to do that so anytime i'm gonna have a fight scene or some sort of like action sequence that it'll be pop up in like a little text maybe all like all caps mm -hmm. and it'll be combat mode engaged and then immediately sequences into a cutscene where you see either through the eyes of kenneth or in the third person i'm still kind of experimenting with both yeah. maybe i'll even have scenarios where i do one and then another um and you'll see a fight scene happening where you know kenneth is mowing down bad guys or he's getting mowed down by bad guys or both and so stuff like that is very mm -hmm. much um, kind of the stuff that I wanted to do. And then once the fight is over, you know, co combat resolved. Because there's also what the, in the in the mm -hmm. game says like combat resolved. So I just I think it says uh, conflict. I was conflict playing that recently. Resolved. Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, remakes coming out, so I'm really excited. Yeah. Crisis Score, Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, I'm so excited for that. But yeah. In any case, oh. Yeah. I Are do. you we're, good? You want to wrap up? Oh yeah, we're good. Okay. So, thank you to few of you stuck with us too. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Make nobody's sure listening. <laughs> Make sure to check out the next episode. Follow us on Patreon. Follow us. Uh, no. Have a Patreon, but you can put, plug that in. No Patreon. I probably gonna put in a like a PayPal link uh, <laughs> if people wanna. So you know, we're talking about hobbies. This that's what this is for me. I I like. I'm not. I'm not thinking of it as like. Uh, it's a business enterprise, uh, although it, it can quickly become that if, if it grows enough. But mm -hmm. I'm just doing it for fun because I like talking to people. I w worked doing tax returns earlier this year. <laughs> so weird, right? The creative composer guy doing tax returns. Um, and uh, I hated it. Which I might start doing some more tax returns because I'm working at this accounting firm. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, but doing tax returns, I was in there with Jackson Hewitt at, at a Walmart. And people will come. And while I'm doing their tax returns, I get to ask them the most like private questions like about being married and divorced and how many children they have and when they were born and their social security number, like all this stuff that you never want to tell people. They had to tell it to this random dude at, yeah. well, I had lots of interesting conversations with people and I really enjoy that part of the job. And that, and just really, like I've always had the bug to do this. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is fun. Like I can talk to anyone. Like, and let's just yeah, have them over to do it. and let's have a chat. And, but yeah, it's just my hobby. This is part of what I'm doing, but it's not music related now. 
But anyway, bro, thanks for making time to do this. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Anytime. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll do it more in the future and have a different focus. We'll probably spend about 80% of the time talking about trumpet and music, which I wanted to do that because I know that's that's mm-hmm. your thing right now. But mm-hmm. we'll see where we where we go next time. Um, all right. Well, well let's all wrap right. it up. I'll hit stop recording. All righty. Take care. Thank you.